0: What's up, it's JJ, and you're listening to FPFO, presented by the G2S Network. A guy, You go get them. Um, it, it's pretty simple that way. If you don't know, and you're going to give all these resources to go up and get it, you're hurting your team in the long run. You better be right. You better have conviction if you do move up. So that's, but when you do, do that, you're all in. So, <laughs> my whole thing is, I, I, the reason why I wanted to start that way, first of all, Welcome to FPFO. I'm your host, JJ. <laughs> I'm
1: your co-host, <laughs> Um,
0: The reason why I wanted to start that way is because it seems like in this fan base, and we're not even in season, so I really don't even start. You know what I'm saying? I really don't even like starting with like the eulogy like because it just feels like we in season and it feels like I'm about to spaz, but I'm really not. But I wanted to play that video because it seems like inside of this fan base for whatever reason... Everybody has their opinion on who they want drafted. And, you know, is it Bryce CJ? Everybody got an attitude about Anthony Richardson, et cetera, et cetera. Right? My whole thing is at some point, and, and I'm probably one of the more opinionated people that a lot of people will, would encounter. And I, you know, I really don't hold my tongue too much. I, but at some point, you just gotta just sit back and fucking relax. Scotty said in the combine Before we even made the move And I see you got that smirk on your face (laughs) I see you got that smirk on your face But I'm just telling you what Scotty said (laughs) Right Scotty said If you make a move like that You better have some conviction About what you about to do Obviously paraphrasing You know (laughs) The nigga translation (laughs) The nigga translation I'm just telling you the way I heard it He said, if you move up, you better have some conviction about what you about to do. So, everybody got their opinion on Bryce, AR, CJ, you know, whatever. Okay, cool. I'm to the point now where I'm already, like, a week and a half into this shit. I'm already tired of talking about, you know, tired of hearing the speculation Mm -hmm. about who we're going to go. Tired of discussing who I want. At this point, I don't give a fuck. And I say that only because... Well, for one, I do give a fuck (laughs) because Will Levis. If if I hear his name, (laughs) April twenty seventh as the first overall pick, this podcast might not exist anymore. I might not be a Carolina Panthers fan no more. All my shit might be up for sale. So, again, everybody just relax. Scott got it. Dave Nicole, they got it. They got it. Dave, listen. (laughs) <laughs> I was on days top. <laughs> I was on and I I just need to get this shit off my chest, Terrence. I really do. Cause I was on days top, you know, I was on days top for the past two years. You know, we had our little encounter, whatever, right? But since letting Matt Rule go, since swallowing his pride and letting Matt Rule go, because that that is the main thing that, you know, I don't think we commended him enough for was swallowing his pride and making a decision, given his hands were tied and I don't think there was really a a real decision to be made.
1: I am about to say, Nicole could have made that decision.
0: I mean, yeah, that's very true. But since swallowing his pride, every step of the way since then, I think Dave Tepper has made the right decision. I do. I do. <laughs> so at this point, I'm, I'm okay, bro. I'm chilling. I want y'all to be on my level because usually I'm the emotional one and usually I'm like spazzing out. Usually I'm doing all of this extra shit. But I need y'all to get on my level now as a fan base and everybody just fucking relax. April is right around the corner. Enjoy the process. Enjoy the moment. Because when shit go up,
1: <laughs> says the nigga that was just emotional as fuck about the whole thing last week. Now, now everybody needs to get on his yeah, level. because everybody <laughs> just relax,
0: man. Because you want me to, you want me to tell you why? Because Scott, Scotty ain't just saying shit one time. He said it again yesterday, Monday or Tuesday, excuse me. He said it again. Everybody just relax. I know what I'm doing. We know who we want. Everybody shut the fuck up and let me cook.
1: Realistically, what the fuck does that mean? What kind it of cre- may, it means what what kind of credibility does he have to tell the fan base to relax when we both came in here and said last week everybody as a Carolina Panthers fan know that this organization has reasonable calls to just fuck something up you want me to tell so, you why so everybody should now just relax
0: yeah you want me to tell you why
1: everybody needs to relax and, and i mean it's not even a like the situation is simple it's between one or two quarterbacks so i think it's fair for, for no for, i am going to say it's between one and two quarterbacks so that's I, wishful thinking so i think it's fair okay well it's one to four then it's not four. I don't, uh, See, now, Levis, now it ain't four. I'm going to tell now. you why it's not
0: four because Will Levis is just not... To me, Will Levis is no longer in the picture.
1: Okay, but think about who your fan base is. What you've been saying, all, mean, off record, on record, like think about who your fan base is. So that's why I just feel like it's, it, it's unfair for the fan base to have to relax now and let these niggas just do their job when yeah. that shit has never <laughs> went right in the past. I'm going to tell you why, bro. I'm going
0: to tell you why. Because last week... We recorded before free agency. Uh, before free agency started, right? The past seven days, and this is you know this is what we're gonna surround or, or we're gonna run the podcast around. The past seven days, I mean, shit. I came on here and said it, it was gonna take us two years to get to the NFC Championship. I might take that statement back, nigga. I might, matter of fact, let me go ahead and stamp it right now. <laughs> let me go ahead and stamp it right now. Let me go ahead and stamp it right now. The Carolina Panthers... Let me look into the camera directly. The Carolina Panthers will be in the NFC Championship this season. This season. Stamp. And that's a... (laughs) This is an approved message by J.J. and J.J. only. Yeah,
1: yeah. By approved
0: message by J.J. and J.J. only, the Carolina Panthers will be in the NFC Championship this year.
1: J.J. only. I I don't go that far. To me, that's delusional thinking. But, I mean... So
0: so I I can't tell you to relax. You're still eager a little bit. You still got anxiety about the whole situation. My whole thing is like you just got to trust the process, bro. I just told somebody that on Facebook today. Everybody want to chat, do all of this, and be up in arms, but we're in a phenomenal position. We're in a phenomenal position. New head coach, new completely new coaching staff. uh, Scott Fitter finally has complete control over what the fuck is going on from a from a roster standpoint. With the influence, obviously, of Frank Reich and Dave Tepper, but ultimately, from what it looks like, he's the one that's calling the final shots,
1: and he hasn't fucked up yet. But you were just—you were just at the same point that the fan base is at now.
0: Yes, so, last week before free agency started, okay, yes, so, I was. So I and mean, then Scott came in and started
1: cooking. Just by getting those pieces, don't necessarily mean that they're not going to fuck the draft. Like, how cook- could they? There's a one. Lot. there's there's realistically one, it's a lot of ways they could.
0: There's one way they could do it. And that's by taking that motherfucker from Kentucky
1: and the one from Florida. So no
0: two I ways. I mean I don't agree with that.
1: I do. It's if too, we uh,
0: I'm going to go ahead and say this too cuz I'm going to backtrack a little bit if we draft Anthony Richardson it's going to take 2 years, but if we draft Bryce or CJ, we'll be in that bitch this year dancing. No cap and the bank will be rocking and I will be in the tent.
1: Okay, so that goes to say if you feel like those quarterbacks one separates one and the other separates us from being in the nfc championship to not being in the nfc championship why do you not have why do you not have a problem with them taking anthony richardson because why would i because why you just said that if we took bryce and cj you feel like we will be in the nfc championship this year but if we take anthony richardson it's going to be two years why wouldn't you want to why wouldn't you want to go this year because i'm indifferent because the other
0: like ultimately in my opinion out of those three names I think all three of those names garnering you long-term success. I do. I think out of those three names, three of the three can be your franchise quarterback for seven to ten years.
1: Yeah, but I'm, I'm just not getting why if you feel like one doesn't get you to the NFC Championship, but the other two can within the first year, then why wouldn't you just have the choice between those one or two?
0: Because why would I give a fuck If I feel like it? Why would I give a fuck if, if all three of them All three of them Are going to garner me Long term success Because this is the thing Only thing I can go based on Is what Scott Fitterer Has told me Scott Fitterer has told me on, on two occasions now That they know who their guy is If you know who your guy is And you gave up the assets And the weapons that you did And the, and the uh, capital that you did You were willing to go That deep and give up that amount because you knew who your guy was and mind you this had, this was said at the combine and I believe that they already I, I believe the Carolina Panthers have been knowing who their guy is
1: I'm going to really let you know it ain't Anthony Richardson so
0: I mean that, that's no problem with me
1: <laughs> I'm just saying you might as <laughs> well that's take no
0: problem with me at know. all but I'm telling you what I've been seeing this is it's a three person race Will Levis I haven't seen Will Levis come across my timeline in about five days now I'll be honest I haven't seen that nigga's name in five
1: days. I mean, that's fine when shit always happens when you least expect it. Not saying that's, that's what's going to happen, but I'm just saying. I pray for like, it
0: for our sake it doesn't.
1: Like when you put put money up for a rainy day and then that bitch somehow happened to rain the next day. <laughs> like that, that, that's the type of shit we deal with with this organization. So I'm not putting nothing past them. I hope that they make the right decisions between one and two quarterbacks and then we're good. And then, I, then I'll be good. From April 27th to the start of the season. Then I, I'll be happy and then I'll start making some predictions. But until then, until I see who is captaining my ship, then unfortunately I can't make those decisions right now.
0: If CJ and Bryce come in this bitch, if, if CJ and Bryce come to the foe, we're going to the NFC Championship. This year. 2022-2023 season. CJ come in here, Bryce come in here, we turn up. But like I said, At this point, and I was very vocal last week about, you know, not wanting Bryce uh, because he was too small. I was very vocal about not uh, wanting Will Levis. My stance has not changed on that (laughs) at all. But listen, if the Panthers have this much conviction in their decision and the decision that they're going to make, who am I
1: to challenge that? I guess you heard what big bro Frank said. That's why you came and made that statement. I didn't hear what he said.
0: No, I, oh, oh, talking about uh, Bryce?
1: Yeah, what Frank said about a small quarterback.
0: Yeah, I mean, I saw it. Like, that shit, like, that's, I mean, that's cute. But I just know, ultimately, I know Frank can, I Frank. I know Frank ass can get missing.
1: <laughs> just <laughs> so, as well as Scott can. So, I, mean, I mean,
0: yeah, but Frank is a lot more viable, or a lot more probable to get missing a lot earlier than Scott can,
1: that, or than Scott will. That's, that's true, but I can promise you these players that's coming in now, Frank has his hand In that shit
0: I mean of course That's man. what I said Scott ultimately Is controlling everything That's happening right now but I, but I said Frank Reich Has a heavy influence In that as well Cause you wanna bring in Guys that your head coach Wants to coach And who will fit A part of what You're trying to do Or be a part of What you're trying to do All that being said big bro Just relax man There's no it's no need to panic We got a fucking Cowboys fan in this bitch <coughs>
1: It's not panicking. It's Listen, just-
0: but let me tell you, I'm gonna just tell you why we're in a great position, right? <laughs> because you you take a look at some of these fan bases, and I can give you a perfect example today, right? We got a cowboy in it, a Cowboys fan in this bitch right now. I'm at work doing my fucking job, <laughs> and this nigga texts me excited because they signed Ronald Jones. <laughs> now, would you rather be in a position where you're excited because you signed Ronald Jones? Or where you're debating who the draft number one overall. I
1: mean, but let's be fucking that, for real. That's, that's like <laughs> an obviously, obvious, uh, obvious... Okay, cool. So we could be in a lot
0: worse position than we currently are. Everybody just fucking relax. So with that being said, again, <laughs> welcome to FPFO. to elaborate. Okay. You'd rather be at a position where you've been sub 500 for the last three years versus two back-to-back 12 win seasons. I mean, not necessarily, but thing about it is, guess what? It's just like the conversation when we we talk about Duke and UNC. Not to bring that up because it's not a basketball pod, but it's just like the same shit we be talking about when y'all niggas send me that picture over and over again for whatever reason. It's just like, I mean, okay, but ultimately the ultimate goal is to win a fucking championship. So, like, nigga, that shit is cute that y'all won 12 games, this and that, this and that, but, like, you beat a fucking 46-year-old Brady... Who was on his fucking deathbed That nigga looks like a fucking ghost Due to his bitch leaving him (laughs) So y'all beat them A a, a team that had been really no good The whole season And just got like just lucked up Because our secondary was hurt You beat them And I guess like you know what I'm saying Y'all niggas felt great about that For beating them in a wild card game And then you got fucking drugged The following week so it's just like nigga, that's great that y'all won twelve games. It's commendable, like it's great. You just gotta keep it in the division though, because you're comparing a team who's filling in the back end of their roster versus a team who's trying to find a franchise cornerstone. You're filling. How are you filling in the back end of your roster if you're if you're running back that you just hold on the running back that you just franchise tagged, and this isn't even a I don't even know why I'm doing this shit with this nigga right now, <laughs> but if the running back that you just franchise tagged just got his leg completely fucked. <laughs> but this is supposed to be and this and let me tell you the kicker to all of this shit, and then we moving on because we like 15 minutes in already the kicker to this shit is this nigga tells me because he says he's talking i'm talking i'm trying to tell this nigga like bro ronald jones ain't shit. Like really like, and i tell this nigga, i say bro when we see y'all in the bank I'm willing to bet $37 that this bitch won't even rush for 37 yards. <laughs> he tells me, right? This is what comes out of his mouth. And again, wrapping up, because it's just like, why are we talking about this shit? He tells me we can make that shit, we can make that deal if he makes the roster. <laughs> now imagine a motherfucker getting excited about a nigga that might not even make a rock. And I'm supposed to respect that and he telling me he won 12 games. Yeah, that's true. Motherfucker, dumb. you ain't yeah. won shit in 30 goddamn years. At least we've been dancing two times in the last 30. That's more than you can say. So again, I pose the question. Would you be more excited to have the number if I if I took the teams away and I gave you a hypothetical situation in November? and asked you, would you be more excited about having a number one pick that your team obtained in the trade or would you be more happy with signing Ronald Jones? That your <laughs> team signed Ronald Jones. And 99% of the fucking good thinking population in this world would say I would much rather my team had a number one pick because Ronald Jones ain't shit. <laughs> right? But you know, it is what it is. Uh, leave it to a Cowboys fan to tell me that Ronald Jones is a is a admirable replacement for ezekiel elliott a running back that rushed for 3.8 yards of carry last year and was only what was the number that i told you 126 look 126 yards away from another thousand yard uh rushing season and getting excited because they signed a nigga that rushed for 17 17 times and 70 yards total <laughs> come on bro let's be serious bro welcome to fpfo Again, I'm your host JJ. This is the k- my co-host Terrence the God. Why would you take the God out of your shit too? By the way, I to I don't ask know, that. bro.
1: I, I, it just ain't feel like. Fair enough. It, it ain't feel. <laughs>
0: like fair enough. Fair enough. Um, follow us on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter at for Panthers fans only. Uh, you can find us on Rumble, YouTube as well at the G2S Network, uh, Apple, Spotify, Amazon. All of the DSPs, you can find us there at Four Panthers Fans Only as well. Thank you all for being here. We're gonna get into it. Uh, sorry that I had to give it. Like, sorry that that's how we started. <laughs> but at the same time, like, like I said, I've been a lot more active in the fan base, uh, in the Facebook community, a lot more active in the Twitter community. Just seeing like you know how people are giving it up, having conversations with certain people and everything. It seems like for whatever reason, people are in a panic, and I really don't understand why again the the past 6 to 7 to 8 days that we've had have been tremendous honestly in my opinion what what give me how you how you've been feeling the last 7 days because again the last time we recorded and we came in here um we were about I think 40 hours away from free agency officially opening up or the quote unquote legal tampering process Opening up, so tell me how you've been feeling the last seven or eight days, and and, and be honest, because it seems like you've been fucking panicking like the other fans in this fan base too. And it seems like I was speaking more directly to you than them.
1: No, relax, I'm not, nigga. I'm not. I'm not panicking. Like I, I think that we had uh, a lot of good, a lot of good signings uh, in free agency. The only thing that there is to panic about, honestly, at this point, is the quarterback situation. But I mean, until we get we we'll across that bridge when we get there, but until then, I think that like the organization has surrounded the quarterback, the the team like with valuable like assets. Um, resigning Bradley Bozeman, um, getting Von Bell, Adam Thielen. He just signed. Um, couple more guys: Shaq Tuttle. Uh, those guys like guys like that um I think they fill in like the gaps that we were talking about that got exposed a lot last year fair enough and so I think that um we're we recorded before before DJ got released right or after DJ got released after okay yeah yeah yeah. so I mean yeah no reason to bring that back up but I think that like bringing in Adam Thielen that kind of I don't really like him as like a number one receiver but I mean if it compares to the receivers that we have on the roster then I'm okay with him being the number one receiver and I feel like he's a a vet receiver and he's good enough to build the confidence of the rookie quarterback that we're going to be bringing in.
0: Well, let's start there. Let's start there. I mean, I had a I, I wanted to go in a certain uh in a certain order, but since we since you brought it up and since we're here, let's start there. All the way at the bottom Adam Thielen um one of the more uh, talked about moves that we made, and this actually just happened, what, yesterday?
1: Uh, Technically
0: on Monday or
1: ye- Tuesday? I want to say...
0: Was it might Monday? have been Monday. I want to say Monday. Actually, no, you want me to tell you exactly when it was? It was Sunday. Because I was calling baseball. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I, yeah. so <clears throat> Sunday evening, the Carolina Panthers signed Adam Thielen. Um, three years, $25 million. Past the stats for him last year: seventy receptions, seven hundred and sixteen yards, six touchdowns. Um. So, give me your opinion on it and how you feel about it. You, you you were starting to get in get into it right then, but I just wanted to make sure the folks had the details and everything like that. So, let me know how you feeling as far as that is concerned. Because again, like we all know, but if you you know you've been living under a rock, we did move on from DJ Moore. That was part of the you know part of the package that we had to give up. In order to move in that uh, into that number one position, so how are you feeling about that move? Uh, that move in particular, and then we'll go through um, the other signings that we had, and that's kind of how we'll run the show today. So, so talk to me about Adam Thielen.
1: Yeah, so I think that, um, like I said, he's a good option for a rookie quarterback coming in. Um, I think that he's going to teach him a lot of things regarding like in a NFL wide receivers. Um, he's a veteran. He'll be a good mentor for Terrence Marshall, Shaw Sha Smith, um, LaVisca. He's been around a minute, so. But I, I think that in those stats don't don't say enough about his play because I think that obviously he's overshadowed by. You can argue the best receiver in football today is in Justin Jefferson for sure, and so and then they also have KJ Osborne. He he's came a long way as well, so. I think that like he he's been overshadowed by those guys and to still have um seven hundred yards receiving. Um and then it I think the stat was he has thirty six receiving touchdowns over the past four seasons. Yep. Which is better than a lot of um big name guys this that Stephon
0: Diggs, Cooper Cup, AJ Brown, DK Metcalf, Amari Cooper, George Kittle, DeAndre Hopkins, and Keenan Allen.
1: Yeah, so with that, that that's an elite company. And so if we can get a receiver who who can put up numbers like that, we, we know that he can score, he can get in the end zone. Um, he's a, a big red zone target. Uh, I think I had him in fantasy a few years back and he's always like got me some valuable points, even though that doesn't really equate to real life football, but just like the fact that, you know, he can get the uh, football in the end zone. And so... Being that we we picked him up, I think that that was big, and you don't necessarily now have to go and spend any crazy amount of money to go get another receiver. Obviously, I think that in the draft, like, if we can get a Jackson, a Jibba Smith sitting there, then I would want to take him. Um, but this way, you can go play around in the draft with a receiver, like take a chance on a receiver in the draft because on the back end, you still have Adam Thielen, you still have Terrence Marshall, you still have LaVisca, and so... I think it was. I think it was a solid pickup. Obviously, I don't think that he's gonna. Because I think we gave him a three year deal. Yeah. Um. I expect that next next year that we go and like big guns blazing, we go and get someone sure. a, a big time receiver out of the free agency. And, and not I for, not to
0: cut you off and not for anything that contract is front loaded. So the first, I, I believe what he's making is ten million dollars the first year um and then like seven and a half the second year and then like a a smaller amount on the back end for the third year so i think that you're on the right path with your train of thought and like yeah cool we're gonna load you up this year but like nigga you about to be 33 34 years old like yeah we know that you will not got much left in the tank.
1: yeah so it's like after this year next year you either i mean we send you out on a good retirement or i mean you continue to play out your contract be the number two receiver be the number three receiver just be a valuable option like in that two or three spot. so i mean i i think it was a solid pickup for this year honestly facts
0: i i mean i agree um as far as i'm concerned my thought process on it uh we came in here and we played yes or no last week uh i th- i can't i really honestly don't even remember if i said yes or no on Thielen. um but now that it's officially a goal i think that um Like you mentioned, I mean, he's going to be a guy that our rookie rookie quarterback can trust. I think that's going to be the main thing. I think that, obviously, he's a veteran. You know, he's had multiple uh, thousand-yard receiving-yard years. So it's not like this guy is just a bum. I think that, a lot, like you mentioned, a lot of uh, the value that he brings to a team and, and the talent that he has has been overshadowed by Justin Jefferson. But, I mean in that same breath, realistically, who wouldn't? Yeah. Um, I do not believe he's a number one. I don't think, for me personally, and this is just, again, my opinion, I don't believe that that he answers your problems as far as wide receiver one. I don't. There's been a lot of rumors that, you know, to follow that move, DJ Chark was going to uh, be in Charlotte as well to sign officially. Um, and I think that helps you out. If you bring in DJ Chark and then you have Adam Thielen as well. And then you have Terrace Marshall and Shaw and all of those guys. But this receiving core, as far as I'm concerned, is still like doesn't really do much to move the meter, in my opinion. Like, it's great that Thielen is there. I know the kind of leader he'll be in the locker room. Um, you know, shorthands. He's going to get the touchdown because, he's a, like you mentioned, he's a red zone threat. You know, he he's not going to drop many passes. He's not a huge rat guy. Um, or excuse me, a huge yak guy, so, you know, he's not going to do a whole bunch of running after the catch and all of that shit, but as far as possession catching, he's, you know, he's your guy, so that's going to help when you look at, you take a look at those third down conversions and that percentage and things of that nature, and efficiency in the red zone, he's going to help with that, Yeah, and that's an essential part to, you know, to, to building towards what we're trying to build towards.
1: Yeah, and, like, to what you said, um, the being that the receiving room is still shaky, like, yeah, that that is very true. But I think like it's better than when we came in here last week and had the the expectations of us like possibly going into the season with Terrence Marshall as the number one, absolutely, Lavisca, Shaw Smith, and then not even knowing what what Rashard Higgins was doing. Like, yeah, like I think it it, it looks way better than having those options. And then you add Aiden, Hayden Hurst, Hayden yeah. Hurst, Hayden Hurst, yep, yeah. And so he's like another receiver in my opinion because he's a receiving catch tight end. And so that, I mean, that's another security blanket for your quarterback. So
0: for sure, for sure. I, I, I Again, um, I do feel a lot more comfortable about our wide receiver room now. Uh, I, again, I don't think that Adam Thielen necessarily moves the meter to where you want to be, but I do feel a lot more comfortable. I think two things can be true in that situation. Um, and just to speak to his mentality, like off rip, the first thing he said after getting signed was like, "Yeah, I I, I want to be in Charlotte. I want to be in Carolina. I feel as though we can win a Super Bowl." That to me, you already know how I am. I'm a big mentality guy, big like locker room guy. What like what the team, how they moving? Because it's not always all about the field. It's all about you know what I'm saying. It's not always about uh, production on the field. That's not always like you can pinpoint it just to that. Like no, bro. If the locker room ain't right, if niggas ain't buying into what's going on the play is going to be subpar. And yeah. I think that it was, you know, that was very, very clear last year, the first six games of the season. People were not buying into to Matt Rule and his shenanigans and what he had going on, and it was very apparent. Then when you bring a guy in like Steve Wilkes who can rally the troops, and you know, he's a <clears throat> a, a player coach, I guess you could say, matter of fact, I won't even say he's a player coach because he's really not, but he's a leader of men, and you get guys that want to buy into that, you know, the the difference was glaring. So... You bring a guy in who's saying, you know, off rip, I think we can win a Super Bowl, sign me up. Cause that's the type of mentality that we need around the organization in that locker room, especially specifically with a young quarterback coming in, a young rookie quarterback. So yeah. I I I like the signing for what it is and I take it for what it is. Um a lot of people, again, it's one of, you know, it's it's been a huge topic within the fan base about, you know, how they feel about the signing and trying to compare Adam Thielen to DJ Moore. I mean, that's not something that you can even do. Yeah, that's
1: that's really just dumb. Yeah,
0: uh, it's not something that you can do, and I think that you're extremely uninformed and unintelligent if you even try to do that, because that was not what this move was uh, supposed to be, in my opinion. Because I'm under the belief, and I told you, based on what I was hearing, that DJ Truck was going to sign either Monday or Tuesday. It didn't happen that way. I saw another report that was saying that, you know, uh, a deal was imminent uh, by 5 p.m. tomorrow. Still hasn't happened yet, so I'm not quite sure what's going on as far as that's concerned. But what I do believe, as far as the, the wide receiver room is concerned, I do believe that we're going to get another piece um, from free, whether it be uh, from free agency and being in DJ Trump, because I think at this point that's the only direction you go in free agency, or we make a move for DeAndre Hopkins. <clears throat> Honestly, I think those those are the, the two options. Um, we still have a good amount of money in cap space for this season in particular, so it, it's just like I still feel as though there's still another move to be made for, to that wide receiver in that wide receiver room, and I'm gonna say that it will happen before we record next week. I, yeah. I'm pretty confident about that, and so we'll see how it plays out. But again, Adam Thielen, it's not a terrible signing. I would give the signing, and we let's grade the signing. I would, I'd like. I like adding enjoyment and kind of interaction to, you know, the shit we be talking about. If I had to give it a grade, um, I would say a C plus. I, and I say a C plus because of his, again, the same issues that I had, um, the same issues that I had last week still remain the same. His injury history and his age are going to be the biggest things that concern me. Even going into the season with him being rostered, those are going to be the two things that concern me the most. For that, I give it a C plus. Um, and the reason why I give it a C plus is because I know what he's going to add to the locker room, and I know what he's going to contribute uh, towards the growth of our rookie quarterback. So, what would what would you grade it?
1: Um, I'm gonna go B minus B. I, I really almost want to go to an A if okay. it wasn't because his because uh, of his age, just because it just brings a different dynamic to the team like obviously he's not the receiver that DJ Moore is um much older but like I said and I I, like we keep like repeating it kind of thing but like I said I just think it it goes a long way to help the rookie quarterback like you said earlier he has someone that he can trust like I think that that would be a big thing going forward uh throughout this year um because the quarterback, he's going to make mistakes. He's a rookie. He's going to be inconsistent at times. He's going to make some mistakes. But I think when he has a veteran receiver to kind of like make those mistakes not look so bad yeah. to like really cost you many games and things like that, like because if you have a rookie quarterback and then you have a bunch of inexperienced receivers, then like it's just not going to work out. It's going to be a shit show. Fair enough, and I think that this really helps Terrence Marshall as well while he's still getting into his stride, um, because we can't even really call his first year like his rookie year because, I mean, he just didn't play at all for whatever reason. My um, old bitch ass. Yeah, so I, I don't think he was really able to to get into his stride, and so I think he came out a little more last year. But I think like bringing in somebody like Adam Thielen that also helps him as well, and he's going to be able to improve and get better this year. So yeah, I, I, I give it a B, um, just because like the, the mentorship that it it brings to the team on many different levels, the quarterback, the wide receiver, um, just being a vet in the locker room and things of that nature. And then being what we have, like what we're thinking about going into the season with, and then what he's added value to that, to that wide receiver room now. So
0: facts. Facts. I, I I would I would agree with everything you said. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, we'll see. It's one of those things that we'll just have to see. We're going to kind of speed up a little bit here because I want to. I want to. Um, I want to make sure that we're we're as efficient as possible with our time. But I think that that was one of, I think that that was one of those signings that needed that amount of of analysis. I guess you could say, just because again, it's it's been uh, very polarizing for one. And for two, you know, a lot of people have been extremely vocal, or or excuse me, extremely vocal in regards to it. Um, And that was one of the biggest things that we were focused on last podcast, as well as like, what the fuck are we going to do at quarter or at wide receiver now? Mm -hmm. You know, we went through the whole list and everything like that. And I would say, I mean, Adam Thielen is probably you know a top five guy on that list by far. Yeah, you know what was available in this in this free agent class or this free agency class. So kudos to to the Carolina Panthers organization for getting that that deal done. And I'm looking forward to seeing what we're going to do uh, in addition to that move to that wide receiver room. Um, uh, another thing that you mentioned kind of when you were going through that was the addition of Hayden Hurst. So we did get Hayden Hurst three years, 21.75 million, 52 catches, 414 yards and two touchdowns last year. Um, so, I like this song this is another signing that i like a lot oh you foolish <laughs> you foolish um i like this signing a lot um i me personally and this is this is one of the things that we disagree on and it's funny to me because people always say that like we we agree too much on this podcast but like i mean i guess from an outsider's perspective it be that But, like, when we be talking individually, like, it don't be that. Like, when it comes to Carolina Panthers football. So, it's, like, comical to me when I hear that shit and when I see it. Um, But just circling back around, I don't hate Ian Thomas. (laughs) I never really have. Um, I will say that he damn sure has not, you know, played toward the expect – or played to the expectation that I have for him. But I don't hate the guy. Um, I – and I, I feel indifferent towards Tommy Trimble. I think that a lot of the a lot of the expectations that's placed on our tight ends, uh, you know, they're they're jaded to a certain degree. Um, because we had one of the best tight ends to ever do this shit. You know what I'm saying? And we had him for a good amount of time, damn near a decade, if not longer. So, you know, you, you can kind of get spoiled in that respect. Um But in saying that. The signing of Hayden Hurst to me was essential because we needed a pass catcher tight end. We needed another uh, another weapon to put around our rookie quarterback, whoever that may be. And this to me was an essential move. Um, I like it. I know you were talking about the, uh, the kid from Notre Dame, but we don't we don't really know how the draft is going to fall. We don't know where you know certain teams want to go with you know with what picks and things of that nature. I think that this was one of those moves that had to be made. And it's almost one of those things where it's like kind of you have to go with what is budget friendly for one. And you have to go with what's best available. And I think they did that with this Hayden Hurst pickup. So for me personally, I'm going to give this a B plus. I like it. And I'm excited to see, you know, what what uh, what level he can take this offense to, because he's one of those guys that I feel as though hasn't reached his full potential by any stretch of the imagination he's kind of bounced around here and there, you know, things of that nature. Hasn't really stuck with a team um, for, for a long period of time in his career. So I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued to see what he, what he has to offer. I, I like giving that a B+. Plus. I do.
1: Yeah, so <clears throat> I'm going to start off by saying Ian Thomas is fucking mud. Uh, <laughs> him and alone with Tommy Trimble has to be the worst combination of fucking tight ends that I've ever seen in my life. Like, it, it's really borderline just embarrassing. Um, because I mean, they, they can't catch like, it's just as simple as that. They can't catch, um, Ian Thomas, he is pretty good in a, in a run game, but I mean, at, at a certain point that just makes the offense very one dimensional, yeah. uh, especially when if DJ Moore is, is doubled or the best corners on DJ Moore, tears, Marshall is still stepping into his stride shot. Smith is fucking mud at times. <laughs> um Labiska, he's just running pop plays and then it's like oh let me look for my tight end oh they just look like a fucking deer in headlights yeah and so I mean like it, that was just getting embarrassing watching over the past couple of years especially when you see other teams with tight ends like a Travis Kelsey like a George Kittle um things of that nature like not tr- not saying that we necessarily need the tight end of that caliber but, I mean, we do at least need a, a tight end who can who can be a sure target and who can, like, get up and down the field. At least make the linebackers have to play or at least make the safeties have to know that they need to cover that tight end right. and give our receivers more opportunity. So, for that, I'm going to give this um, Hayden Hurst signing an A. Okay. Uh, because I think it really gives our offense more weapons. Um, it really... I don't know. We just got many different ways to go with the football, and so he, he will be a big addition to the offense because, to me, he's just like another receiver. Um, I haven't watched him a lot. I don't really know how he he does in the, um, the run block, um, but I'm assuming if he's not great in the run block and we happen to keep Ian Thomas, that's kind of his specialty, and so I yes. think that we can just throw him in there, but when we're going down the field and things like that, we can throw in uh, Hayden Hurst and know that he is a viable option out there to to catch the ball. And yeah. like I said, his stats don't really do much of the story because he was overshadowed by Jamar Chase, a T Higgins, Tyler Boyd, I think is on that team. And so he had a lot of good receivers around him as well, but you also seen in the um, AFC championship game, I think it was that he made a couple big plays when he needed to. And so for sure,
0: for sure. Yeah, I I, I totally agree. Um, good signing. Yeah. Good. Just an all around good signing. I, I, 100 percent agree with you know he might not be the best in, in run blocking um he is solid i will say that I, i've gone back and looked at some of the film and things like that on him he is solid he's not ian thomas again ian thomas to me at this very moment in his career is now just a glorified offensive lineman yeah. um you know uh so with that being said, Ian Thomas can go in there, and when it's a you know when it's a guaranteed run or whatever may have you or in the situation on the goal line, that may be a guy that you want to throw in in that moment. Um, but I do agree, Hayden Hurst is will add. Hay, mm, damn, Hayden Hurst will add a completely <laughs> different dynamic to this offense, and I think that, like you said, it'll kind of allow us to spread things out a little bit more, especially more so than you know the past couple of seasons that we've seen. So I like the signing. I do um let's see who we want to go next who do we want to go next Von Bell let's go here let's go let's go Von Bell next three years 22 and a half million for him um let me pull up his stats real quick because I don't know why I didn't have it uh written down let's see 77 total tackles last year one sack two forced fumbles and four interceptions. Um, off rip, before I even get into any explanation, I'm giving this, I'm giving this move an a plus. Uh <laughs> we know how Jeremy Chin looked last year in coverage as a safety. It, it, complete liability. Shouldn't have been out there in that position in particular. Um, we know what we had to suffer through with Miles Hartsfield. You know, again, he he was playing that big nickel. Kind of. But we saw a lot of him at safety as well. Complete embarrassment. And, you know, we, we uh, for me personally, it was I was kind of disappointed to see Miles Hartfield go mm-hmm. because of the progression that he made last year Um, throughout the year. Uh, you know, I, I kind of enjoyed watching him play on certain plays just because he, he would come down and slide on some shit. Um, but the Von Bell move to me is, is, is an A+. Plus. And if I'm not mistaken, he was the one that got it all started, right? I think that's who I think that was the first person that we uh, that we yeah. took in free agency was Von Bell, yep. and I loved it when I saw it. I give this an A plus. Um, a ball hawk, free, uh, a ball hawk safety, in my opinion, you know that that four interceptions doesn't tell the f- complete story. In my opinion, he's always around the football. has a complete knack for the football. He comes down. He tackles very well. He's not sliming shit. You know what I'm saying? He, yeah. he, not, he ain't a honey badger. He ain't sliming shit out. But I will say he he tackles very, very well. He's a ball hawk. And he adds solidification to that secondary that we needed. Yeah, This is another piece that we needed. Another piece that if you were to ask people a month and a half, two months ago, to write down what this team needed to take it to the next level, safety would have come up. Yeah. So with that, I mean, again... Him being best available in my opinion, him being the most cost efficient. Um, I give this move an A plus.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I'm willing to go to an A. Uh, just because I mean, if you look at our, our secondary safeties in particular, neither one of the motherfuckers had an interception last year. Which yeah, is just, just completely I mean, fucking it. embarrassing. to Jesus. To have the see the overview of the field to, I mean just be able to to be in center field of the football field and just watch and still not be able to judge the ball in the air and pick the bitch off is just <laughs> honestly fucking sad. And I think we, we single-handedly watch it. Xavier Woods maybe drop four.
0: Yeah, no, that <laughs> <laughs> Every single week we came in here like, damn, this nigga dropped another yeah, one, dog. And
1: so, I mean, it's like, it it just feels good to have someone in that area that we know can go up and catch the football. And so, um, and then it also speaks, um, it also gives us a little bit of a playroom and leeway with what to do with Jeremy Chin, because I mean, I I like him more in a, in a hybrid linebacker position. Um, I think that like, he's not good in coverage, but like we need him to play in coverage. Like he doesn't, he's not going to completely like fuck us over every time. Yeah. But uh, I like to see him being more of that hybrid hybrid linebacker position because he can come up and make a tackle and then he can he can beat a running back to the edge um he can go make tackles in the flat against tight ends or if wide receivers are running drag routes like he can handle those things and I think Von Bell brings that different dynamic to the team to where we can put Jeremy Chin in that area and let him let him fly around in that area so for sure
0: and just to touch on that, because you you did mention Jeremy Chin, um, Scott Fitterer said in his interview, uh, I want to say what uh, two days ago, if I'm not mistaken, I don't know, it, it don't even matter because they be hearing this shit late anyway. Um, <laughs> but he did say that Jeremy Chin was moving a big uh, big nickel, so that's that's what they have him at right now. They have him, they Scott Fitterer, like I said, I'm reading it right here. They got him listed and in going into the season. excuse me as a big nickel or a dime linebacker that's what they're considering him now
1: yeah and it's just completely fucking dumb that we have some fans saying that he's not gonna play at all like he's just not gonna be a starting player yeah that's that's just
0: i i I mean i could see him not starting but it's just like i mean if you don't start and you still getting 40 fucking reps (laughs) like what difference does it make realistically
1: I don't even know if I could see him not starting. I think that he's one of our best defensive players. Like, th- this is not a Jeremy Chan podcast, not a defensive podcast, but, like, or a segment. But I just think that I can see him. Like, I, I don't see a play in where Jeremy Chen is not useful on the field. Yeah. And so, I don't know. I understand. I mean,
0: we'll see. Yeah. Well, a lot of this shit is just going to be like one of those things, like, that you just really just have to wait and see, bro. Yeah. Because, like, they, we could get out there and they could try Jeremy Chin at his position. You know, we could go to this 3 4 and all of that kind of, uh, all of those things and think that this shit is gonna work. And it might just simply not work. Like, I'm excited. I'm on a high right now. Like, I think we've had a great free agency so far. But, like, that shit could easily go south by week four, week five. Yeah. Like, and, and everybody that watches this podcast on a consistent basis, as well as my two niggas that are in here right now that know me like on a fucking personal level, we'll know if that's the case. I will be all right and calling for everybody's fucking head. So like, we just gotta wait and see. Yeah, for real, for real. We really do. We really do. And we again, I, I know we. I say we are gonna speed up after Thielen, but it's just like, bro, y'all need this content. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> um, let's go, Sha. Sha totaled three years, nineteen and a half million dollars. Yeah, forty nine tackles last year. Um. This was one of those signings that, you know, will go under the radar um, just because, A, he's a defensive lineman. And, B, the nigga really ain't, he ain't nothing that's really going to move shit. You feel me? Like, I, I will say I feel as though he, he'll fit great into that 3-4. If I'm not mistaken, uh, the last, like, kind of depth chart that I ha- that I saw, I think they had Sha Tuttle as the nose guard. Um,
1: I think I've seen that too.
0: Yeah, Derrick Brown as one of the defensive ends and then Deshaun Williams as one of the other defensive ends. So, you know, it, he's a he's going to be a solid run stopper. He plugs the gap. He's not the fastest. He's not the biggest. He's not the strongest. But he has great feet. And, and again, he makes a lot of tackles. He makes a lot of the plays that he needs to make, and that's going to be essential for this year because you need a piece like that. You need a piece that's going to be able to get you, you know, a one- and two-yard TFL you know on a on a big third down you're gonna need that so um not a, a again not an exciting signing uh but it was a good signing so for that i'll give it i'll give it a c plus i'll give it a c plus
1: um i'm gonna go to mm, i guess i'll give it a c i i i was gonna say a d but that would just be
0: and give me what you tell, tell the people what your gut say.
1: Like I, I, don't like he's not a player that really moves me. Honestly, like you said, uh, the only reason that I don't give it a D is just because of scheme. Um, just because like like I was saying uh, last week that we're gonna need like a few guys, like a few a few more bigger guys up front, other than Derrick Brown, if yeah. we're gonna run a three four. Like you're gonna need some grown men up front to to like complete that three, four. And I think that he is like one of those bigger guys. And so that's, that's the reason that I give it a C It's just cause the scheme wise. But I mean, I also haven't watched him play. So maybe I'm being like a little too hard on him. I haven't watched him play. Uh, I guess we'll find out more when the season starts to see what he really is. Um, but that I, I will have to give it a C. Um, it, it wasn't a signing that I was like extremely excited about. I was just like, Oh, He's just another guy.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. Um shit, since we're here, since we're uh, you know, since we're on the D line, uh Deshaun Williams, let me see if they have they released his contract yet, do you know?
1: Uh I have no idea, but I get that signing a D
0: (laughs) Wow. (laughs) You did text me on some hating shit as soon as we signed him.
1: Because like I looked up his stats when we signed him and like he was just mud, honestly. In my opinion i didn't really see anything that jumped off of like that jumped off of the stat sheet um it looks like he's bought in just because um the d coordinator that we have now i can't even pronounce bro name uh,
0: gerald evero i don't know how to pronounce his name either like we're gonna have to work on that yeah but i, I we, can't we're gonna have to work on that yeah if I, he start I, fucking up hey if he start hey. fucking up i'm gonna know how to pronounce name. <laughs> i ain't yeah. gonna lie to you for sure
1: Yes, yeah, so I, I think that that's the only reason he was bought in. Um, and it looks like he is probably going to go into in, into that 3-4 defense. Like, that's going to be, he's going to be another down lineman in that defense, I would think. Yeah. Um, But I, I just feel like it, there could have been, there's more valuable pieces out there. Like, we still have Calais Campbell that's out there. Yes, we do. Um, I think Frank Clark is a free agent.
0: Uh if I'm not I think he signed, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, did he sign? I think yeah. Well, I, think I don't he think signed.
1: he signed before we signed Deshaun Williams.
0: Uh I don't know. I don't know. But I mean it's very possible that you're you're right on that. Like
1: And I, so I, I just feel like there there were more valuable options out there. And so I just feel like Deshaun Williams was a oh, that's my coach, like, oh, that's my boy, like I'm gonna vouch for him. He was one of those signings uh i didn't like i said i didn't watch watch film on him i don't really know who the guy is but i'm I'm basing this off of stats and i mean men lie women lie numbers don't so yeah that's what i'm going off of 37
0: tackles for him last year um i i kind of feel the same way you do the only reason why i'm not gonna give it a a d is because i'm gonna give it a c minus you know i'm gonna give it a c minus just because i think that You know, the Carolina Panthers have a plan. They know what they want to do defensively. And based on him and, you know, um, hold on. Let me find his name. Ezero Evero. I got it. Ezero Evero. (laughs) We need to hear it first. Yeah, we do because I might be fucking. (laughs) 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 Um, But based on the relationship they already have coming over from Denver, uh, I I don't hate the signing because I feel like, bro, I feel like Deshaun already knows the – he already knows the scheme. He's a Carolina boy, graduated from Clemson. So, you know, uh, we'll see. C- for me personally, but we'll see. We we Again, it's one of those things that we just have to see how it plays out. But just off first glance and first, you know, reaction, so to speak, I'm going to give it a C- and it's one of those ones that we're going to have to wait and see what what happens in order for me to give a full actual opinion on you know, how good the signing was because hindsight is always 2020. 20. So we will see. Uh staying with Laman Let's stay with the Laman I told you last week and, and we kinda agreed. Not I won't even say kinda. We agreed that priority one was Bradley Bozeman. Yeah. I can't tell you how like how happy I was to see that we that we got him signed to a contract, bro. Like honestly. Like, that was priority one for me. I felt like this whole offseason would be a fucking failure if we didn't retain Bradley Bozeman. And we did. Three years, $18 million for him. A++++. Bradley Bozeman had a hell of a year last year when his opportunity came after Pat Eflon went down. His opportunity came. um, You know, he was beat out for the starting job in training camp. You take a look at everything that went on to, to him becoming the talent that he was last year. You take that into account and then you actually look at the talent that he was last year. This, to me, is an A++ signing. It was priority number one. This offseason has been for the past four or five months, as far as I'm concerned. I love the signing. I know what he's going to bring to the locker room. His family, uh, him, his family, You know, everybody that seems involved with him on a personal level, they love the city. He loves the city. I love the signing. A+++.
1: Yeah, I I will also give it an A plus. Um, Bradley Bozeman was, was a big piece for us up front last year. Um and that line really started to come together um I guess like towards the the middle of the season and he was a big reason for that. And so I I think the signing was great, not just to his individual play, but just to the play as a whole. Um I think being able to retain all five of your linemen from the previous year, uh a offensive line that you can argue was a top ten offensive line. Um the running backs ran the ball really good behind that offensive line and we had one of the best rushing rushing attacks in the NFL. And so that starts up front in the trenches. And so to be able to, to retain all five of those guys and that that's that's very big. And so I would also give it an A plus.
0: For sure. For sure. Again that was one that just that was one that just simply had to happen. Like, yeah. again, if that didn't happen, I'm looking at this offseason season and this free agency period that you know we've been in for about six days now. I'm looking at it completely different. I'll just be transparent. Um, I might not be on the same energy and, and, and the same high if we didn't get this deal done. Yeah, like that's just me being honest, and I don't think I've ever felt that way about an a offensive lineman besides Ryan Khalil. You know, Jordan Gross, shit like that. But even then, it was just like I didn't have the value for offensive linemen at that time that I do now. I know how essential they are to, to the game. Mm-hmm. I know how essential they are to you know, to making or breaking the team. And again, just touching on one of the points you just made, being able to, to retain all five of your starting linemen from last year, again, arguably a top 10, and you could go up if you wanted to make that point. But arguably a top 10 offensive line last year, being able to retain all of those guys specifically with a rookie quarterback coming in that's that's gonna play that's gonna play wonders into what we got going on
1: yeah so i for sure. i
0: just love this move i'm I'm ecstatic that he's back i love the way his family loves the city he just wants to be here. I say that all the time i remember i was kind of going through some of our reels um this past weekend or something like that, and I remember like seeing one of the ones that that i cut up uh I don't know if it was I think it was coming off of a loss Matter of fact I believe it was after the Rams game When we got rid of Robbie Anderson And I just saw like how pissed I was And I was just like bro if you don't want to If you don't want to go through the shit that we got to go through right now Just get the fuck out If you don't want to be here get the fuck out Bradley Bozeman is the complete opposite of that Bradley Bozeman wants to be here That's the kind of guys I want on this football team That's the kind of guys I want in this city So I'm, I'm ecstatic about that Um Kinda of wrapping up here, we got two more and and to me, second or maybe second and third to the end uh Adam Thielen uh news, but these last two to me were the the biggest um moves that we made in my opinion. You
1: can say the best for last.
0: Okay, cool. I will. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: will.
0: Because I think that we're gonna I think that we we might come around to agreeing, but initially we're gonna disagree. Yeah. Uh So, Andy Dalton. We got Andy Dalton in a two-year deal, $10 million. uh, 2,871 yards for him last year, 18 touchdowns, 9 interceptions. Um, B-plus. B-plus. And I say B-plus because he's not, in my opinion, he he won't be our starting quarterback. Yeah. To me, he's going to be a backup. Um, That was the role that he started in in New Orleans last year because he lost his job to Jameis Winston uh so b plus for me there um I think he's a he'll be a great veteran presence for our young guy. I think that he understands the position that he's in right now currently his career. I know that he knows that it's coming to an end mm. um you know he he he's played a lot of great football in the past, but at some point or another you kind of have to acknowledge that you know my time is kind of up in this league so I think it's a great deal we get him for five million dollars a a year. Good veteran presence in that quarterback room. Um, shit, it's a good option to have as a backup should anything happen with whatever rookie we decide to go. I I, I don't necessarily hate Andy Dalton being there in that start in that uh, backup role because I do realize and know that there are worse options than Andy Dalton on the quarterback market as it, as it pertains to having a backup quarterback. So uh b what did i say b minus b plus b plus
1: b plus i'm going to go c um and it, it's just because like i, I just hope the god that i never see him suit up and and be starting at any point in the season uh and uh, like that's really that's really my hope um and, and the reason i said c is because it's like i would have i understand that he he can be a veteran presence for whatever quarterback we bring in um but well, I would just have rather had Sam. I don't know if it was Sam's decision that he, he would rather go somewhere else. But obviously, I guess he knows he's not going to start over uh, Brock Purdy or Trey Lance. So I, I don't know if he just didn't like the situation in Carolina or you what. You said he
0: knows he's not going to start over those guys? Yeah. I don't believe that.
1: No, I, I don't I, I don't think he has no chance of starting over them.
0: Why? It's not a 49ers podcast, but, I mean, we're here, so, like, why, why do you think
1: that? I mean, because Brock Purdy came in and led the 49ers to, what, were, were they in the NFC Championship game?
0: Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. But he also hey. got fucked in that NFC yeah, Championship he, game. Yeah, he,
1: he did, and I think that if he wouldn't have got injured, then he might have would have fucking been in the fucking Super Bowl. And so, I, I just think that speaks a lot of value. Volume. Volume to who brought Purdy is, and if he can come back fully healthy, then I don't think there's no way that Sam sees the light of day over there. Fair enough. And then I, I think if they keep Trey lynch for whatever reason, I don't think he's better than Trey lynch But I mean, I don't he's, know. He
0: was injured too, though. That's huh? the thing. The, both of these quarterbacks that you're talking about, they they were injured.
1: Yeah, and, and they currently
0: are injured. So it's just like one of those things where shit he he might have a better chance of starting over there than he do in Charlotte.
1: I, I don't think so because I think there's a very good chance that, you know, we can jump on a rookie and he'd be completely ass. Well, I don't think that's a, that's a high chance or he just get clipped. Then I think Sam would be next in line here as well as he would be in San Francisco. But I feel like if both of those guys are healthy in San Francisco, then he's third string practice squad at best. Third string practice squad. at best. No third, third string at best oh. practice, practice squad. If I don't know if you go into the game with three quarterbacks, I don't know if they do that.
0: Not necessarily, not typically.
1: Yeah, so I mean, so the nigga
0: if, is a practice squad. Nigga?
1: Well, if Brock and Trey is both healthy and they're on the team, practice squad. <laughs> and I no, don't know, you're,
0: fucking, you're crazy. And dog. I don't
1: know if like <laughs> he has some kind of special attachment to Steve Wilkes. Maybe that's why he was so quick to leave.
0: Oh, Uncle Steve and, and C Mac definitely put in a good word, yeah, there, bro.
1: And for which sure. I, I wouldn't necessarily be mad at that, but all bringing it back full circle to Andy Dalton, like I just think um, if we needed someone to be a veteran presence and to kind of mentor the rookie, I think Sam would have been a, a great person to do that, being the way he played last year. And so that's why I gave Andy a C.
0: Fair enough. I'm not mad at that. Um, okay, you told me to say the best for last, and I think that this was probably either it was either first or second on you know the the most exciting signing that we had um or that we have had the past week um Miles Sanders Miles Sanders gets a four year deal 25 million dollars um his stats looked something like 5 yards a carry uh 1269 total on the ground 11 touchdowns and I did him a disservice because I didn't put his uh, receiving stats in there. Let me pull those up real
1: quick. And before you get your grade off, just to let y'all know, last week JJ did not want Miles Sanders, so I just want to make sure that he's keeping that true and kept when he goes and speaks on speaks on him during this segment.
0: <laughs> receiving last year for him, uh, twenty catches, seventy-eight yards, and two touchdowns. Uh, but his rookie year in Philly, he did have uh 50 catches for five hundred and nine yards, three touchdowns. So he does have the ability to to affect the game um in the passing game as well. I would like for you to go first.
1: I'm gonna give it an A. Um I w- it matter of fact, being that Deontay is going, I'm gonna give it an A plus. Because I I would have gave it an A if we would have kept uh Deontay just because like I think that one two punch would have been perfect. Mm-hmm. Um I just don't know how miles would have kind of felt about it or because, I mean, he kind of was splitting reps a little bit with, um, what's buddy name in Philly Gainwell, Gainwell, and Boston, and Boston Scott, it was at a certain point in time. Like they were also getting like a good amount of reps. I'm not going to say he was necessarily splitting them, but they were also getting a good amount of reps. But I think Deontay Foreman, if he would have stayed, then it would have been more so him getting majority of the reps in my opinion, or them like really just splitting it down the middle. So, I don't know if um, how Miles would have felt about that, so that's why I would have gave it an A if we would have kept Deontay Foreman. But I think Miles Sanders is a, a very good. He's a very good back. Um, his team made it to the NFC Championship or the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl. Yeah. The Super Bowl uh, this past year. And I think you have to give credit to obviously Jalen Hurts, um, that offensive line. But Miles Sanders ran the ball hard. Um, he was very efficient this year. He did have a fumbling problem coming into the nfl but i don't think it has been nearly as bad uh now as it has been back in those days and so i think that he brings a very different dynamic to the to the running back room i think him and chuba um i I don't think it'll be as a heavy run as it was last year obviously because he's not a really run between the tackles type guy but um, I also don't think that's the direction that our offense is going in, anyway. Being that we have this new coach and Frank Wright, and being that he's made it a, a a mission to put receivers around the rookie quarterback and get a receiving tight end, and so I think like with that being said, it'll be more of like a hybrid offense, more balanced offense. And I think Miles Sanders complements that well with being able to catch the ball out of the backfield, uh, being able to to run the ball well if we need him to. And so I, I just think he's a that was a great sign in my opinion. Okay. Huh? I would argue that y'all might run the ball more,
0: considering the fact that Frank Wright did have Jonathan Taylor, and who led the league in rushing, and y'all got a rookie quarterback coming in. Yeah, but That's a fair I mean, point. And y'all really don't have crazy pass catchers like that, and definitely no blazing speed on the outside. So it would actually
1: make more sense that y'all would be a little bit more run heavy, at least to start out. No, I I would think that if we were gonna go to a run heavy offense or keep a run-heavy offense, then we would have kept Steve Wilkes. because I think that that was his bread and butter being able to to turn that team into, like, a, a run-heavy team and, like, realizing that, you know, we don't have shit we can throw to. Well, we had more that we could throw to last year, just not the quarterback. But I think that I, – I don't think we would go run heavy because Miles Sanders is a much smaller back than Deontay Foreman and doesn't really run the ball as hard, and that would just lead him to get his shit fucked up trying to run a ball like that every play. Yeah. So I I, I think that if they wanna salvage what's less was if they wanna salvage what's left of Miles Sanders, and we know that running backs don't have a high shelf life like Zeke ass is out of Dallas already. And so I think if they wanna salvage that, it'll be in their best interest to not run that bitch every like they did last year. Yeah.
0: Um just to come back that point, I think a lot of a lot um what contributed to that a lot was the fact that Frank Reich also was fucking rolling out with Matt Ryan and Philip Rivers. With all due respect. You know what I'm saying? That shit is not Bryce and that shit is not CJ. And that bitch, matter of fact, I'll go a step further and say, that shit ain't Will. Not at that point in their career where they was at, you know, all due respect, you know, Matt Ryan, MVP, Philip Rivers, one of the, you know, winning this. Uh, starting quarterbacks in the regular season. All that shit is cute <laughs> But at the point that they were in their career, he ain't had no choice but to run that motherfucker. Especially when you got Jonathan Taylor, who was just a bell cow and can tote that bitch 25, 30 times a game. I won't, and I won't necessarily be mad. I'm gonna give the signing a B minus. I was very vocal last week, like you said. I was very vocal that I didn't want Miles Sanders. I wanted Deontay Foreman back. I'll stand on that. Whoa. I'll stand on that, but understanding that Deontay <laughs> is not coming back, <laughs> and I have to pick another option. I mean, shit, Miles Sanders. I'll give it a B minus again. Twelve sixty nine last year. You know he has home run speed. Um, the fumbling problem. He 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 gave a bitch up. I want to say four or five times his rookie year, but I won't go all the way back to that because we you know he's year three year. He updated his resume. And yeah, exactly. Um. My my, What I would combat all of these people gassing this signing with is the fact that the same thing that I was, I was having a conversation with my boys, Tavian being one of them and Kenny being a Philly fan, um, the, the night that we saw Miles Sanders, um, we were having a conversation and I told them that I think Miles Sanders benefited a lot from the quarterbacks that he was around. He played with Carson Wentz. He played with fucking uh, Jalen Hurts. We understand. We already know what Jalen Hurts, the way he took that motherfucker. And with the offense that they were running, specifically when, you know, Carson Wentz was popping before he tore his shit. And, you know, again, with Jalen Hurts, very, very heavy RPO. I don't know if that's the approach that we're taking. So I don't know how, um, I don't know how potent Miles Sanders will be on the ground. I don't. I don't know if he's just a guy that we can line up in the fucking I formation or or in just a simple halfback set and give that motherfucker off to him. I just simply don't. So I got it. I mean, I just, I have to see it because, again, you've benefited for the majority, for the better part of your career, for the higher part of your career, you've benefited from having a running quarterback beside you. And what we know is Bryce can tote that bitch. Don't get me wrong. Bryce can tote it and CJ can tote it. But neither one of those guys, in my opinion, are running quarterbacks. They have the ability to extend plays with their legs, but they're not running quarterbacks. They're not Lamar. You know, they're not Josh. They're not guys like that. Neither one of those guys are running quarterbacks, in my opinion. So I just, for me, I'm going to have to see, based off initial, just based off the stats, based on the tape, you know, based on everything else in regards to that, I'm giving it a B minus. But again, I have to see because... I know what Deontay is going to give me. I know that I can get that bitch to Deontay 20 times a game, and I know he's going to be all right to tote that motherfucker 20 times a game. I do. He's a more pure running back, in my opinion. He's a more, I won't even say more pure because I, I, I feel like that's unfair because it's just like when old heads argue about the game of basketball, right? So I'm not going to say more pure because I feel like that's, that's unfair, but he, Deontay Foreman is a more traditional back. He's a more traditional back. And I, and that's, for me personally, that's what I like. That's what I prefer. But we're going to see. We're going to see. I, I give it, again, I give it a B-. minus. Um, but that was one of the, the higher points in this week was us going out and getting uh, Miles Sanders. And off of that, I want to know what the fuck happened with Deontay Foreman.
1: Yeah. Uh, mm.
0: One year, what, what <laughs> was the fucking... I mean, because when I saw the deal... I was really just mind boggled like transparently because I think I texted you and said, I mean, what the fuck did we offer the nigga? <laughs> if he moved off of one year for three million? Yeah, I
1: don't... What fuck know. did we offer him? He... It could have very much well been he just ain't want to be there no more. But I don't... I don't understand why. I, I'm trying to think like... I don't know if it... When he was packing his shit up last year in the locker room he said he wanted to come back that's that's what he said but like at the same time he was like in the market for for a minute like I don't know I I don't know because like they they said in the press conferences that I think it was Scott who said it was like he was making it a mission to he wanted to go and resign Deontay Foreman yeah that's what everybody was saying I want to I want to say that they probably gave him a deal like before
0: they did like they they said, hit I mean, free they, agency. Yeah, they said that he was, he had a deal before free agency started.
1: Yeah, so I don't... And being that he was in the market for as long as he was, I already kind of had a feeling that he was gone. Yeah. Because, like, why not take that fucking deal?
0: Yeah, I don't know. But that shit is just extremely strange. I, I, I just don't know many running backs that had the season that Deontay Foreman had last year. I really don't know many running backs that'll move off a of one for three. Yeah. And I, because I just know... I, I mean... I just have a very 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 hard time believing that we couldn't at the bare minimum match that
1: yeah and i'm trying to think like it i don't know if it could have been a situation where they were like we're giving you this like we'll give you this deal um and then to kind of be the same thing we have that we had last year or all of that shit could have changed when frank came in yeah all of that shit could have changed and he might have not that might have not been the style of offense he wanted to run. That's why I was saying, like, I'm not gonna necessarily say that it's gonna be the same run heavy offense because if that's the case, then why not keep Deontay Foreman? And yeah. like you said, he moved off a one one year three million deal. That's not shit. It's not realistically, it's and not. so it's like, especially with the season he put up last year. So it's like if you, if Frank was gonna run that same style offense, then why he why not keep the more traditional, the more power, the more run heavy back? Yeah, and so i don't know if it was something like hey like um we, we we're willing to keep you but we're still going to go out in free agency and try to find a more elusive back um to pair you with kind of thing i don't know if that was something he was like nah fuck that like i want to be the number one yeah. kind of thing i don't know if they told him like hey we looking at miles sanders um to bring him in like be a one-two punch if he wasn't feeling that i don't know what it was but something had to change from. Our last game till when we signed Frank, when we hired Frank, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, you 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 could be right
1: because no, it, nothing really makes sense for him to to really just move off of that and go to Chicago. Yeah, behind that shitty as offensive line.
0: Yeah, it, it really did surprise me. I'll be honest. Yeah. Like, I remember, like, I legitimately texted you and was like, "The nigga moved off a of one for three.
1: <laughs> like a <yeah. laughs> uh,
0: one for three nigga. That's what you moved off of." But you know, whatever. It is what it is. Um. Just going back to Miles Sanders real quick because I didn't touch on this. The, the yardage that he had on the ground was 5th in the league and he was 8th in the league with, with 11 rushing touchdowns. Um, you take into account that, again, he had a running quarterback that got a lot of fucking goal line touches and you take into account, again, like you mentioned earlier, that he was splitting uh, splitting carries <clears throat> with Boston Scott and Kenneth Gainwell. It, it, it leaves you know, it, it leaves a, a relatively good taste in your mouth, I guess you could say, seeing his stats and seeing where he was able to finish with all of those things playing against him.
1: Yeah, and then I would say the way Chuba left off last season, I mean, if Miles Sanders just turns out to be just complete bullshit... Put Chuba in there, bro. Yeah. I
0: mean, yeah, because I, I mean, Chuba really was toting that motherfucker yeah. last year. That's one thing that we really ain't really harp on Yeah. as much last year, I guess because maybe the numbers weren't really... You know, as as high as Deontay's were, and his play was being overshadowed by Deontay. But the way Chuba was running that bitch was different last year for sure.
1: Well, sometimes it, it, it you need for your job to be on the line for you to tap into a different level, and I think he knew. He probably thought like coming in, oh, C Mac gone, like I'm gonna be the number one. But then Deontay was like, nah, fuck that. Yeah. And then so he was like, oh, now I got to make the most out of my touches. So that could have been a thing, and it was just like. We didn't really see that out of him until his job was on the line, and he was like, "Oh, I, I got to get right." Facts,
0: facts. Well, hey, I think that's all I have for real, for real on the docket. Um, I was gonna touch on Moses.
1: <laughs> I'm glad you leaving that there. I'm.
0: I was, listen. I was gonna touch on Moses, but I think at this time. Uh, it, it's really just time to just let that shit be what it is. <laughs> and I, I I love Moses. If y'all don't know who I'm talking about, it's Cam Newton. I love Moses. I love Cam Newton. Um, but I think it's just time for us to just leave that shit where it is. As an organization, as a franchise, we've just completely moved on. Um, I wish Cam Newton nothing but the best and success and everything that he does in life because I think he's a, he's a genuine nigga. And I know what he's done for my franchise. And I know the type of energy he brought to the city. Um, but I'm not going to get into it.
1: Yeah, I was about to say now, if he want to come back and we be on the goal line and he want to run his last little QB sneak over the goal line and go hang up his cleats and put his helmet up and shit. Yeah, I mean, we bring him back for that. But I mean, other than that, he can stay where the fuck he at.
0: <laughs> this is what I want to close with. And I, and when I see... And this is, again, why I just... I love Sheena, bro. I really do. I really do. Because she really be talk Like, she really be chatting. And, like, she really be, like, chatting facts. Sheena quit... <laughs> uh, when was this tweet? When, when did she tweet this shit? I don't even have a time stamp for it. But this is what I want to close with. And... We'll do our outro and everything like that after. But this is... <laughs> What what uh, Sheena t- tweeted, I want to say probably about four or five days ago, and it says hashtag Panthers Twitter. The fan base brings up passing on Justin Fields from time to time. As we know, that's been a a a very very high topic on Panthers fan uh, fan base agenda when it comes to us taking JC over, you know, Justin Fields and Matt Rule ultimately making that decision. Um, the fan base. Brings up passing on Justin Fields from time to time, but no one that I've seen, she she prefers it, right? She prefers it because you know the motherfuckers might be talking about it, but nobody that she's seen ever talks about taking eTor Gross from my toast <laughs> over Jalen Motherfucking Hurts. <laughs>
1: now ain't that about it? <laughs> now,
0: ain't that? Because when I saw that shit, I ain't gonna lie. That never really crossed my mind. Like it never really crossed my mind that Jalen Hurts was still available when we drafted at one point or another and we took motherfucking Etor Gross Matos. Let that shit sink in.
1: But Tavian, this is the same nigga that said he has trust he has faith in that front office to not go fuck it up come draft night.
0: Because the front <laughs> yeah. that car currently dealing with. It's the, the same office,
1: motherfuckers besides Matt Rule. That's
0: fine. But again, that's what you you just said the key. They gave Matt Rule all the fucking control, bro. They brought Matt Rule in and gave this bitch the throne. I can't um, even
1: let you get that off. I'm
0: telling you, you it don't just, have to letting me get it off. It's facts. It, are it's you, documented. Are you a
1: man or not? It's documented. To let that nigga take the ball out your court like that. I'ma it's let him documented. I'ma let him pick Etor gross Machos over Jalen Hurts. Like that doesn't even logically it's, make sense. Bro, it's documented. So I'm not even letting them get that off by them giving that control to Matt Rule to make that dumbass decision. That has something. Dave and Scott had to sign off on that shit. I guarantee you, everything that goes through that front office, they have to sign off on that shit. But you already have Sam at the Who gives a fuck?
0: Yeah, exactly. And that goes back to supporting my stance. The the comment was made. Didn't y'all already have Sam Darnold at that time? The answer is, uh yes, we did have Sam Darnold at that time. For one, for two. That is the direction and the route that Matt Rule wanted to take this fucking franchise into. He liked the fucking bum-ass. He liked the fucking bum-ass veteran quarterbacks. Veteran, I guess you can put it in quotes. He liked the bum-ass veteran quarterbacks and he thought he could turn shit into fucking gold. And it just turned out that he couldn't. So if you already have your, your guy, because again, we gave this sorry fat chipmunk-looking motherfucker a seven-year contract out of out of college. So if you have your coach and you understand that this is the direction that he wants to build towards, when he brings in a guy like a Sam Darnold, was still relatively uh, relatively young at the time, and, and still actually is um, a guy that you know a lot of people had ranked very high on the prospect list when he got drafted for, out of USC. When you bring in a guy like that. You're not thinking about going court. They
1: got man. cut after, what, two years with the Jets?
0: But I'm just telling you, that's what they... That's No, he didn't get cut. He got traded, so he got...
1: Well, I mean... He got Number one... What was he? The number what? Two draft pick?
0: Something like that. I don't know. And, he was and, a high
1: pick. And already fucking traded. My thing is, is that they had to sign off on that shit. Like, you they just don't let a bullshit... Rule, bro, you don't let a bullshit-ass offer come across your desk and just be like, oh, I'm going to just disregard this bullshit I'm looking at and sign off on this. But
0: if I trust you if I trust you with what the fuck is going on and I brought you in on seven years for 69 million dollars or whatever the fuck we gave that motherfucker, whatever we gave him, if I trust you and I've told you you have the keys to the car, then you got to drive it. And so whatever you say, based on the amount of trust that I've already instilled in you, you got to sit on that and you got to stand on that and I have to stand on it too because I put myself in this position.
1: Well, trust me enough to let me know when I'm making a dumbass decision and be very... Clear to correct me on that shit because that's what happened.
0: Well, again, all of that shit is cute. Um, but I think that the past three years, I think Matt Rule has had complete control over everything that is going on. And I'll be 100% transparent with you. I think that at some point or another, Dave Tepper had to fucking check Scott Fitterer because I think Scott Fitterer just based on the way the free agent edit- the free agent period has gone this year. I think Scott Fitterer really know this football shit. I really know, I, I really think he know what pieces to put where and what position. I really, really do genuinely believe that. And I think at some point or another, Scott Fitterer went to Dave Tepper and told that nigga man to man, face to face, you letting this motherfucker fuck this team up. I think he did. And you know what I think Dave Tepper said? Like honestly, <laughs> you know what I think he said? Fall the fucking line. He's running the show. Cause I know how big Dave tepper's fucking ego is. It is his field, bro. It is his field. Yeah, absolutely right. <laughs> it is. And, and and again, I know that it was the hardest pill in life for that nigga to swallow by firing Matt Rule, but he had to go. And any motherfucker, and and, and this includes Terrence, because Terrence <laughs> is trying to lead y'all straight He is any motherfucker that will <laughs> sit here and tell you that Matt Rule didn't have complete control over what was going on. Personnel wise it's fucking tripping. Matt rule had complete control over what was going on over
1: everything. I'm not going to say he didn't have control, but I'm just saying like as a as a person in a position of power, as an owner, as a GM, like you got to be man enough to drop your nuts and let the nigga that's under you that you hire know that like, no, this shit is not going to fly. I'm not signing off on this like that. That's all I'm saying. Like. So even if Matt Rule had that kind of control, cool, kudos to Matt Rule. He fucking mind fucked Dave Tepper. Kudos to him. But at the same time, this falls on Dave Tepper that you have to be man enough to take control over the team that you fucking own and a coach that you hire to say, no, this is not the show you running. Like I'm running this bitch. My name is on this motherfucker. My name is on your paycheck. So. When you send over that I want to sign Yeetor's gross machos From Penn State Over fucking Jalen Hurts From Oklahoma That's not gonna fucking flop Good riddance bitch
0: (laughs) Appreciate y'all tuning in I I mean we could have This argument For the next 60 to 90 minutes But I'm gonna let that shit go Cause that That was a beautiful way To close the shit I will say that Fuck Matt Rule It's gonna be that Till the day I die bro I cannot stand that motherfucker I wish him nothing But failure in his life And I Matter of fact, let me not even go that far. <laughs> let me not even go that far, because I almost got too fucking eager and anxious to say what the fuck I really wanted to say. But I'm going to let it be what it is. Appreciate y'all tuning in to FPFO. It's been another episode. Follow us, all platform uh, DSPs, Afro Panthers fans only. at the G2S Network on YouTube and Rumble. Afro Panthers fans only. TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. Tap in, a lot of fucking content on the way. I'm still on y'all niggas tops in that Facebook fan group because a lot of y'all got a lot to say and y'all don't know what the fuck y'all be talking about. And so now I'm the chosen one in that bitch because I'm coming to air everybody. Specifically, what's your boy's name? <laughs> what's his name? Mark? Ma- Malik? Malik Campbell? Whatever the <laughs> fuck his name <laughs> Nigga, just know you have to deal with JJ for the duration of this whole fucking season and for the rest of your fucking life. God, i truth. Because you talk dumb as hell. What would you like to say, the closing?
1: <laughs> yeah, thank y'all for tuning in. Um, it's, we've been getting a lot of buzz, it's been active on Instagram uh, and everywhere, really, YouTube. So we appreciate the support. Continue to like, comment, subscribe. Continue to uh, you know argue, you know, say your stance. You have your opinions. We have ours. We're more than happy to go back and forth with you. It is what it is. But yeah, continue to tap in and interact. And we're gonna continue to bring more content. So.
0: So, appreciate y'all tuning in. Peace. Let me go. We can pretend. Double C on me. Keep right out of friends. Niggas be fakin' I see through the lens. Faded as fuck. I might crash in the pins. Hot in my bag. Ain't love back carrots sense. I'll go pop my shit. Cause niggas ain't hurt me. I'm in
1: the cup with some shooters that don't give a fuck. They'll put up your jersey. And I keep it down a little bit. When I beat it, I swear I can't show no mercy. This can't slow me down. I get to a bag. I get to it early. Just keep it in hot, but I'm cool as a fan. Need all of my checks in advance. Go home from my brother. We came up for nothing.
0: This shit looking tan. I bought this like her, these niggas gone.